here's the real question. How do serious MLMers who don't want to bug their friends and families and who want to make big money and grow a six-figure plus home business, how do we recruit people just like us, people who are action takers, into our downline, creating extra income, and yet still have the time freedom to go live our lives? That's the number one question, and this podcast is going to answer that. My name is Sarah Elizabeth, and welcome to the Big Money MLM Podcast. Are we live? Yay, I think we're live. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. So for those of you who, hold on, sorry, I might have a few technical difficulties. That's okay. Um, It comes with the, um, just, just having the first couple episodes. All right, you guys, so I am super excited. My name is Sarah Elizabeth, and um, this is part of the Big Money MLM um, TV show. And I'm really super excited. Today uh, is going to be our first interviewee, and uh, I didn't think any... I thought the first person to interview the best was my mom. Um, My mom, her name is Sharon Hyde, and she has been in MLM... um, How long has it been, Mom? Gosh, it's been a long time. I'm coming up on 20 years. It's hard to believe. I know. Well, I, I know, me being your daughter, that... You've been in MLM, honestly, as far as I can remember. Like, I don't remember really when there was a time when you weren't a part of an MLM or network marketing. Um, so, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about your story. What uh, really got you started and really piqued your interest into joining MLM? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to be your guest. I'm really honored. I, you know, I'm proud of you each person as they step up to follow their dreams, be creative. Um, So that's just awesome. So you asked me about how did I get interested in MLM in the first place? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I had a full career. I was working for a major airline. I wasn't looking for a change. And yet I was looking for a solution. And it was funny, a solution because economically, the career that I had was having some challenges. It was after 9-11 and there were some regrouping going on. And so, yeah, I had a problem to solve, but I wasn't quite sure how I was going to do it. And MLM found me. And for a lot of people, it's like it just it appears as a solution. And uh I was attracted to it because it was something that I could do while I was still doing my current job and while I was trying to be super mom at the same time. And there's not much time, right, to to build another career. Yeah, it's got to be something that kind of fits into your life while you're still able to do all the other things. Yeah, Um, and that's what attracted to that's what attracted me to it. It was like, okay, I don't, there was not a lot of pressure to do a lot of things. It was more of like driven from within inside me. And the cool thing about what she said is that you, you know, you weren't looking for MLM, but it kind of just found you. And I feel like like that happens to a lot of people. Um, I feel like we don't really even know that MLM really exists until we, we have a, like a need, we need another business. We need another option. We need something to to help change our lives. And we kind of just ask the universe, ask God, you know, put something in my lab, you know, help me change my situation. And then lo and behold, a friend or a family or somebody will reach out to you. You might see a post on Facebook um, about some kind of opportunity. And you're like, you know what, this is kind of what I was looking for. And then bam, that's how you, most people I feel like get into network marketing. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I've been a consumer of products from network marketing companies for my lifetime. I think some of the best products on the planet Mm -hmm. come from that style of networking. It's a brilliant, brilliant um, 
philosophy, a, a, a way of marketing that a lot of people are confused about. And like, I remember even like your toys growing up or like a lot of them were discovery toys. They were brilliant. There's whole books, clubs where you can get some of the best learning book. Uh, I was a big consumer of Longerberger baskets. Yes. My princess house. Princess house. I remember those. I was a big consumer. I love products from network marketing. So, um, oh my goodness. You know, and then how about the cleaning products and the Norwex? Mm -hmm. and, and Yeah, I do have to say, I totally agree with you when it comes to just the quality of the products, when it comes to MLM, direct sales, network marketing, whatever you want to call it. Um, I do find that the, the products themselves are five star like they're amazing products and they're products that are way better than you'd find in the normal grocery store or the, any store really and i just love being a consumer of network marketing products as well so if i find a friend who is in a different network marketing product in a different network different network marketing company i try my best to support them because a i know i'm gonna love the product and b i just love helping and supporting other fellow entrepreneurs Oh, totally. I remember my girlfriend's daughter started selling makeup and cosmetics and I was like, hook me up, show me what you have. It's so exciting. income so that she can be home with her baby. So would you mind saying that one more time? It kind of got a little fuzzy. Like you, you zoned out for a second. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, sure. A few months ago, a friend of mine, her daughter started selling cosmetics and makeup and uh, skincare. And as soon as I saw that post on Facebook, I messaged her. I said, show me what you have. I'm curious. I, wa I wanted to support her. I was so proud of this young mom who wanted to be home with her new baby to create income, to build a new career. I was like, what can I do to support you? And tell me about your products. And yeah, that's the one thing I do love about the M the uh, MLM is that we all just kind of try and support each other. It's kind of just like a big loving family. So I do love that. Now, I do have another question for you because I know we talked about, you know, what really got you into MLM. But I'm curious, like, what was that thing that really took um, making it, what took it from a hobby to a career? Like, what was that thing that flipped the switch that made you want to make this your career instead of just like a part-time income to help pay um, for school or babysitters or anything like that? So I was not happy in my current job. I loved the job, but the changes we were going through, two airlines were merging. There was definitely a conflict within the unions. Um, and I was being forced to be gone, you know, a week or more at a time being on call, even though I was there for almost 25 years. And so the work environment was definitely challenging. Because this was and, like 9-11, right? Yes, it was in the few years after that, yeah. you know. When I realized that within the different network marketing companies, the company that I was that found me had a way that I could get medical benefits. That was a really good era for me. Yeah. And when I realized, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't, I could replace my income which is great, but it was those medical benefits, like having that and college tuition reimbursement, that was like a driving force. So I immediately said, okay, okay, I want some options here. Like, what do I need to do? What does it look like for me to get 
that benefit for my family because um, I was fueled by, I wanted to be free. I wanted to have some choices and I was not happy. And I still remember breaking out into tears when I was making the decision because they were sending me off to another country that some people would deem not safe and I was going to be gone for a week. And I was like, I just want to own my life. I don't want a company to say, you will go to work. You will go to work now and you will be gone and you will own us. That's what being unreserved means, yeah. you know? It's kind of like being on call for doctors, but you're instead you're on call for flight attendants. So if somebody gets like gets sick or calls out, they call you. And I remember yeah. you said that the the airport wasn't wasn't close. It wasn't like twenty minutes away. Yeah. I mean, it was two hours away. So I mean, it's like the moment you got the call, you had to leave, and you couldn't do anything because you had to be home in case you got that call. So it's not like you could just go out and still live your life. You were still kind of stayed. You were forced to stay at home. And it wasn't always like that. That's what happens is like what we're going through now in our world. Our world just changes. Life happens. Situations change. People are finding themselves at home a whole lot more. People are finding that their jobs are diminishing, you know, so we're having a lot of people are, are definitely opening up to the possibility of having an business or an MLM. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With the situation that's going on with quarantine and the uh, the coronavirus, you know, a lot of businesses and, I, you know, I do feel for them because a lot of businesses have struggled. You know, there have been, been a lot of hardships. But, you know, with that, not everyone has actually had hardships and many um, different companies. They've actually had the best growth. This is the best year they've ever had. Um, for example, toilet paper, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you know, zoom, definitely. There are definitely some companies out there who are definitely benefiting from this. And I think one of them is actually, you know, people just becoming, you know, becoming their own bosses and being entrepreneurs and it ignite. I feel like that it ignited that spark in a lot of people. That's like, you know what, like, Ooh, I could lose my job today, tomorrow. I don't know if I have a job. I kind of have to, you know, think for myself and, you know, I have to provide for my family. And you know what? A lot of people, the, I do like it. The one thing I do like about um, MLM is that, you know, you don't have to create the product. Like it's a product that already exists and it's a phenomenal product. All your job is to do is to sell the product, which is, you know, which you can do. Everyone can easily do. You don't have to do the product manufacturing or worry about shipping or anything like that. All you got to do is sell the product. And that's, that's easy out for a lot of people. It helps solves a lot of problem for people. Right. And that's the thing. And, and, you know, it's interesting. Use the word sales, but a lot of times I market to somebody, the internet looks like it's a little sketchy. Yeah. You, you, able to you, hear you me. got stuck a little bit. So just rewind just like a sentence. Yeah. Well, you were saying I said some kind of, I said a word, I said a word that sparked a thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, it was sales. Like, mm. so I look at, I look at, you use the word sales and I know that we had talked about it before and a lot of times people transpose it, but really marketing is marketing. It's, it's, it's presenting a, a product to someone and they get to decide and you offer the features and the benefits. Um, so a lot of times I don't feel like I'm selling, even though there is an order form. So there is sales, but I definitely look at it as a way of sharing and offering solutions for those who are interested. Like for me, you know, I'm looking for who can I can support because I know I'm going to get superior products. Right. Right. Now I have a couple more questions here that I just want to ask you real quick. Let me just pull them up here. Sorry. Okay. So the other question I had was, um, 
So the thing is with a lot of network marketing companies, like, so you have this one company, but you're going to have hundreds of thousands of distributors, right? So what makes you different from, what makes you, you, the distributor, makes you different from the other 100,000 distributors in that company? Right. Well, you know what? Everybody has the same product, you know, the same product. And the individual factor of each and every one of us makes us a unique person. So perhaps I'm not the company I'm with. I, people are, it's in the relationship business. They're in relationship with me. So my own uniqueness makes me unique. Mm -hmm. Now, in my uniqueness, I tend to be a visionary. I definitely like to be very, very forward thinking. Kind of like tend to see to the big picture type of thing. Yes, I like to look at the big picture. I love to stay current. I like to know what's happening. And I tend to attract people that are the same way, you know, because it's exciting. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that that's really great. Thank you. Because I know a lot of people are out there are like, you know, what makes me different, like, than the other 100,000 distributors out there. And I do have to, like, I do remember... Uh, uh, one person and they really, they love the product. They love the product. Um, but for some reason the, the, and it could be just like a personality thing. Um, but she, you know, she wanted to join the business, but didn't do it because she might've had miscommunicated with her, the distributor she found it through. And then a few years later, she actually did join, but she did it under a different distributor because that the, her personality is aligned. And I know we talk a lot about personalities and stuff, so we'll, I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit later, not in this episode, not in this um, interview, but I'll have you back and we'll talk about, like, learning about different personalities and stuff like that. Yeah, um, that, that, would, that would be great. And also, I want to just, when I was listening to you talk, it made me think of timing. Sometimes that somebody has an idea of, oh, I really want to do it, and the timing is just off. Yeah. And so... And what I always encourage people to be is the best version of themselves. They can't be me, they can't be you, but they can be themselves. And helping someone build their self-esteem so that they're the best version of themselves is what's going to make them unique within their own company. And so many times when we talk about duplication, we think we have to be our sponsor or our sideline buddy or our partner. But moving forward into 20, 2021, now, if you're watching this replay, you're like, oh, that's old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but moving into the new year, you know, find out being authentic is going to be the number one thing, being you and being okay with who you are and what you like and where you want to go. And that is the number one thing I want to take to everybody that I mentor. Yeah. And then what you said is really powerful because I know that a lot of people, you know, there's a common saying, fake it till you make it. So it's kind of like you, you pretend to be the big, the big dog. You pretend like you're this huge, successful um, and network marketer um, because that's who you want to be. And, and it does come across, it, it feels kind of internally like disingenuous just because that's not where you are right now. And I encourage people to just be like, it's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to start from scratch. It's okay to not know what you're doing. It's actually kind of a, um, a pretty nice quality that people attract to. Not everyone wants to be with the big, big dog, you know? Well, may I comment on what you were yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Thoughts or like, you know what, buy a fancy car, have the big watch, 
Is the internet okay? Yeah, would you, it just lagged a little bit. Mine's restarting. Okay, yeah, no worries. So years ago, it was all about having the fancy car, the mm -hmm. big watch, fake it like you were saying. And we're moving into a completely different paradigm shift where it's okay. And some people say, never let them see you sweat. And that just never seemed authentic to me. I really kind of want my team to say, you know what? I'm just like you. I've been doing this longer and I'm being coachable and teachable along the way. And many, many times I will tell my team, hey, I just did this workshop and this is the aha I have. I share my ahas with them. I let them see a sweat that I'm in there, that I'm working and I'm trying to be a better version of myself. And so to, to bring it to a round, um, to closure of, so yeah, you want the nice car, you might want the watch, the big house, then help your team have a dream board, a vision board, and talk about visualizing that and bring it rather than just faking it and worrying about how you're gonna pay for it, you know, and pray your car doesn't get repossessed. And what you, what you said kind of like, I really liked what you said. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I it just left my brain. So, oh, I really liked what you said. Oh, and I was going to say something about it. Um, oh, okay. I remember. So what makes you a good leader is that you're really authentic and really real with people. And I think people get in trouble, especially with the big leaders is like, for example, not letting their downline see them struggle or see them have troubles or you know have obstacles, and what that creates, I feel like, with their downline is the um, that their downline may look like they're there's something wrong with them. They might feel there's a disconnection because they feel like they're not good enough or um, there's something wrong with them. When in fact, we all have the same struggles, just some just not everyone's showing them. Yeah, exact, exactly. You know, now with that said, there's a balance, right? Because you never want to be a leader or anybody in life where you're the complainer or blame and cut it right. over things. It's about taking responsibility for where you're going, what you're doing, and sharing the solution and aha. I find that it's more powerful to go, okay, guys, this is where my thoughts were. This is where I've had to relook at that where I didn't have the a mindset that was good for me. And now this is where I'm going. So sometimes it's better to share the, after you've got the aha, because you're blazing the Yes, door. yes. So then you can teach the process. <laughs> if you're grounding in the pool, they can't really save you, right? No, no. <laughs> well, we all have struggles and we may have different struggles just because of where we are and how long we've been here. Um, so one more question that I did have, and, um, so part of this reason, part of this thing of like why I want to do this podcast or this sh TV show is to help, um, really 21st, like take MLM and help grow it into the 21st century using internet marketing and, and that sort of stuff. So one of the big key pieces that I really am passionate about is how to automate your network marketing or MLM business. So my question for you is, and uh, what systems do you have that automate your network marketing business? And it doesn't have, it could be anything like it could be lead generation, customer care. It could be um, getting new prop um, customers, new prospects. Um, yeah, it could be really anything, but don't, just want to inspire some thought and stuff about how you personally um, automate your network marketing business. Okay. So a um, number of years back, I got a, um, 
a system that was very, very complex. I still have it. <laughs> I don't want to say the name. And it was, it's really good if you use it. It's a, it got a little confusing, you know, confusion. <laughs> and yes. Um, however, once you get through the learning curve for me, now, guess what? There's new systems that are out there that are so much easier to use. But what happens is, is when you start sometimes with the very first one, the dinosaur, it doesn't grow as quickly. So I was with the dinosaur. <laughs> here's a system that works really well, is um, having a follow-up sequence. There's several of them now. I've just heard about like Project Broadcast. I know there's Kojak. I know that there's Confucianssoft. Um, I know that there's several other ones that are constantly coming and doing it. Um, Oh no. I can put those automatic email systems. So it came up with a, a welcome to the team email series. So when you get a new person that comes to the team, there's a sequence of emails that goes out like one every day or one every three days mm -hmm. that gives an action. You know, just to help automate, you know, you have somebody new to the team and you see their name, but you don't know them. It's very easy to record a greeting. Hello, my, you know, let me, and welcome to the team and share that and send that via an automated email and invite them to the team page to connect and a way to, to give them that they're part of a community and a team and welcome. So that's huge. And then um, to do something very similar to your customer care. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the challenges I'll say with that is email is becoming um, less openable. If you look, there might only be, I mean, they say it's a good day if you're getting like, like a crazy good day if you're getting an open rate of 15 or 20%. Oh, yeah, that's that, a phenomenal day. That's a I'm not like a, and I'm not okay with that piece. So I'm interested in your show as you really talk about other ways, other ways where there's systems involving texting or mm -hmm. or other avenues. So I'll be appealed to your show. Um, <laughs> Always looking for new and innovative ways. I've heard about several new programs and I haven't looked yet. So I can't wait for you to interview those people so that I can learn how to implement some of those systems within uh, my organization. Oh, well, thank you. I'm really excited. Uh, and that's part of like the good thing is that everyone has, everyone has a different system. Not everyone's going to have the same system. So we all can learn from each other and all be like, and we can listen and be like, oh, you know, I like that piece. I think I'm going to add that into my business, into my systems. And we can also have the opinion be like, you know what? Um, that's maybe not for me, um, but I know somebody who it may be a good fit for. And then you can share it. So not every everything's going to be with everyone, but I mean, we get different sparks and just sharing the ideas because everyone's got a new idea. So I really appreciate you, you know, sharing your, your automated system with us because the point of automating is to help make our lives easier, right? We want to have more time to do the things that we love to do rather than the things we have to do. <laughs> um, and then the last question I have for you is, so another thing about this, the show is I really like to be real with people and you're real. You're, you know, we're, we're pretty much cut from the same cloth. Um, so we're real, we're authentic. Um, so I have a question for you. So, um, so what is something right now in this moment that you're struggling with and how are you in the process of fixing it or have you already fixed it or do you have a plan for that? 
A uh, couple things, a couple things, keeping things simple. And so what I realized is, you know, being drawn towards innovation and bringing things, when you add something new, you have to take away something because there can't be 21 steps to get started. You really need like three steps, right? Yeah, One, two, yeah, three, yeah. four is the max. So if I'm constantly tweaking, then it's got to be keeping it simple. See, and so it's easy to get complicated. And I've just recently, again, went through my system. What's really working? What's not? Being, being really real about what's working and tracking it. And let's see, what was something else that I, ah, you know, sometimes keeping things simple, it's easy to get overwhelmed because you write a checklist. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to go, we're right and so simplifying it helps right what's the most important circling that's what's the most important and then I recently um, signed up to got a new mentor and a coach somebody who is a multi multi dollar earner that has been incredibly successful again just to push myself to to think outside the box because I know the mind that created maybe any situation that's overwhelmed mm -hmm. is not going to be the mind that's going to solve it so mm -hmm. I'm always open to new perspectives on the situation right seeing my business from Eyes. That's a really good, that's a really good take on it. And I, and I love the fact that you were already a successful network marketer, but I love the fact that you're continuing to learn and grow. Cause a lot of people, when they feel like they've gotten to the top, they're like, Oh, I don't need a mentor. I know it all. But I really admire the fact that you are still stepping out there and still learning to grow and still wanting to grow and still wanting to be a better version of yourself and still wanting to be a better leader and continue to grow your team. So you yourself have a mentor. So I, I love that. And um, I have a mentor too. <laughs> I think everyone should have a mentor um, because I think it's super important because like we're not born with all the tools in the toolbox. We kind of have to keep figuring it out, you know, figuring it out some things on our own, some things we are taught, some things we have to investigate and some things we are, you know, given through our coaches and mentors. Something else I wanted to add that when you were talking, I was thinking about it. Here's one of the beauties of network marketing. When you have a job, when you're an employee, and you're training somebody, and you're growing and being a better version of yourself, or you're sharing ideas and masterminds, you could easily be training someone to replace you, and you could lose your job. Right, but in network marketing, when you have masterminds and growing and training, you're only enhancing and growing yourself and making yourself more valuable. And you're, you're only lucky if somebody grows past you right. where you know, another place people are, they have ceilings and they can't grow and they're always afraid of sharing their secrets within the network marketing industry. A lot of people um, share ideas and collaborate because it's all about becoming better versions of yourself and duplicating yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I love network marketing as well is because network market, network, network marketing and uh, personal growth go hand in hand. So it's just part of the, the journey of being an entrepreneur and owning your own business. So um, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You're my first guest. So this is such a special honor. <laughs> it was a real blast having you on the show. So I'm really excited. Um, anything else you'd like to say before we wrap it up? 
No, but I just, I can't wait to your other episodes because I myself am always learning and I know you're going to be doing the cutting edge and I love hearing other people's stories. So keep up the great work. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited because I know I mentioned earlier about talking about the personalities and stuff like that. So I will have you on at some point um, soon and we will talk about all the different personalities and how they all purchase differently and stuff like that. So that's a really fun topic that we'll have to talk about later. Um, but again, guys, this is my mom, Sharon. She is a network marketing pro, and I'm very excited um, to have her as a guest as the first episode of the uh, Big Money MLM. So you guys, I hope you guys learned a lot in this, uh, this first episode, and we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Would you like to be a part of my downline and learn how to put your MLM business on autopilot? If so, go ahead and apply to join my downline. It's 100% free by visiting mlmbadassbabes.com.